Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're going to share music in tribute to the inspirational John Prine. John died on April 7th with his challenged health pushed over the edge by COVID-19. Very shortly after, I saw a video by Carsey Blanton of a song she wrote the night she heard of John's death. And that started this collection of six songs, either about or written by John Prine. So you'll be hearing John Prine as reflected through other folks. We'll start out with Carsey Blanton and her song that inspired this Song of the Soul tribute to John Prine. Carsey, this is long awaited. I'm so excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. Nice to meet you. Tell me about your connection to John Prine. You're several decades younger than I am, and I don't associate people of your age as being John Prine fans, but what do I know? Yeah, well, my my dad was my gateway to John Prine, and he's still is one of John Prine's biggest fans. I think they're almost the same age. John Prine was a couple years younger than my dad is. So my dad, I guess when he was a young man, got hooked on John Prine's first record and learned all the songs on the record and then didn't really continue his experiment with learning guitar. So for my whole childhood, my dad knew how to play almost exclusively John Prine songs. <laughs> and we had, my dad is a like a group therapist. And he, so he our house was a retreat center when I was growing up. So we had a lot of parties. <laughs> and so my dad would pull out the guitar and play the 10 John Prine songs that he knew probably once a month for my entire childhood. <laughs> so those songs are in my subconscious brain, at least as deep as any other song. Do you have any particular favorites of John Prine's? I mean, if you put your top one, two, three, whatever you want to name. Well, I think Fish and Whistle is one of my very favorite songs in the world. And it has in it, I think, the best line I've ever written, which is, Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us, we'll forgive you. I think that, <laughs> in a way, that that line sums up all of life to me. And also, it really sums up what was special about John Prine, which is that he had this beautiful reverence for life and for people, but he also had this very lighthearted, kind of witty sense of humor all the time. And, and he, sh I think he showed me how it's possible to have both as a songwriter. And those are both things I really value, like having heart and presence and, and compassion, and then pairing that with wit and humor is what kind of makes it palatable. Because if you don't have the humor in there, then you just have like another earnest folk singer, which I think we've had enough of for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one who kicked off. I mean, I, I knew he was sick. And then a few days later, I heard that John Prine had died. And then I saw your song, Fishing With Me. I said, okay, I've got to, number one, I got to get a hold of Carsey Blanton. And number two, I've got to find other people to fill in the wonderfulness that Carsey's kicking off. So tell me about Fishing With You. Well, that was an interesting experience in a lot of ways. I think that I've loved John Prine so deeply, and yet I was still sort of shocked by what a strong reaction I had to his passing. I found out the night he passed, pretty much cried all night. <laughs> like I, I just was started sobbing and didn't stop and slept a little bit, but was just really 
really deeply rocked by it. And so I kind of slept on and off and I woke up the next morning with a really strong urge to write a song for him. You know, I'm quarantined with my bass player and his wife in this house in Philly. And so I had to kind of shut myself into a room. And I went and got my cup of tea and I said, hey, guys, I got to write a song. See you in the afternoon. And then I kind of locked myself up till the video was done. <laughs> and I just, for whatever reason, I think that the intensity of that grief allowed me to just get the song out and get it finished and make the video and be done with it. And so it was a very like, almost like a fever dream experience. <laughs> and I also, you know, I use the melody from That's the Way that the World Goes Round. And I use a lot of his song titles. And to me, it was almost like a parody where I was saying like, oh, I'm going to use all these John Prine references just so I can express my grief and try to do it with humor the way that he would have. The same day that I wrote that song, I started getting a pain in my jaw, like a little bit of a toothache. I'm 34, so the first thing I thought of was not, oh, my wisdom teeth are hurting, because they came in now 12 years ago or something. <laughs> so um, I had this jaw pain, and then it kind of got progressively worse and worse over the next week or two. And I had one live stream show to do, but of course, all my other gigs had been canceled. And then I woke up the next day with like a debilitating jaw pain, and I had to go to the emergency dentist, and it turned out I had an infection in all four of my wisdom teeth. They all had to come out. <laughs> and then, so it's been about three weeks. I haven't really been able to talk until today <laughs> or sing. But our, our joke in the household is that since the pain started right after John Prine passed, that it was his wisdom dropping onto me and it filled up my wisdom teeth. And that's why I got, <laughs> I got that infection. And so then I, I asked the dentist if I could keep one of them. So I have one of John Prine's tokens of wisdom here in this box. <laughs> Well, we're going to listen to the song here, and I do hope to have you back soon whenever it works for you. I want to do a full-scale Song of the Soul with you. People, you can go to carcyblanton.com and take a look at Carcy's music. It's wonderful stuff. She's got great message, great humor, great creativity, great hair, great teeth. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> And a great song, Fishing With You, that she wrote the day after John Prine died. Here is Carsey Blanton. Thank you so much, Carsey. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Fishing With You. Hey, John Prine, thanks for the tunes. They were sweet as peaches. Crazy as loons, always telling us how to be good to each other. You smart-ass, smiling, nameless lover. But it's rough down here since we got the news. My take Everybody been crying like a little girl In the wide, big old, goofy world Tonight in heaven is a happier place They were all sick of singing Amazing Grace And now it's fish and whistle Lean on me Everybody singing in harmony Tonight in heaven it must be nice They're all eating peaches in paradise And all of them angels lining up in a queue
everybody's singing in harmony Tonight in heaven it must be nice They're all eating peaches in paradise All of them angels lining up in a queue Just to go fishing with you Just to go fishing with you Just to go fishing with Jesus and Petty That was Carsey Blanton and her song to honor John Prine called Fishin' With You. A link to her site and the video in which Carsey recorded this song is on northernspiritradio.org. Next up for this song of the soul tribute to John Prine is Tom Pirazzoli, joining us from New Hampshire to sing one of John Prine's songs. Hey Tom, it's great to have you back again for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's great to be here. I haven't been in Wisconsin in a long time. The interview I did with you just in these past months was called Frog in a New Hampshire Pond. How did you feel about that name? I made it up out of the blue. I thought it was a great name. I've got a song called Frog in a Pond on my last release, and I thought it was a fun name. But the reason I have you here today, Tom, is because of John Prine. We're both of sufficient age that we remember somewhere in our youth where John Prine grabbed us. Where did it happen for you? During college in the late 60s and early 70s, you know, he came to be one of somebody who everybody who played guitar wanted to play his songs because he wrote instant classics like Angel from Montgomery, Below in There, Sam Stone. And you didn't say Illegal Smile. An Illegal Smile. I had one of those at the time, I'm sure. <laughs> Just an amazing writer, and, and I assume he was an amazing person. I've been in the room with the guy, although I never actually walked up to him and talked to him, shook hands with him. He came to a show that I was at the Bluebird playing. I guess I was opening for Peter Case at the Bluebird in Nashville, and John Prine was there because he's written songs with Peter Case. That must have been a trip. So have you seen him perform live? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, last time was last time was at the Capitol Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire. It was great. He was amazing. He just kept playing and playing and playing. Man, he did, he did the longest set you could believe. He was just beyond belief good. I only saw him live twice, but both times he did three encores. Was this something normal about him? Or it depends on the setting, I'm sure. But I was just blown away because I don't think I've seen any other artist do that. I think he might have done that that night as well. He he just he, the guy loves to play, you know. He you could tell he, he's just he just loves it. You can just watch any YouTube video of him live at a festival, and he's just he just loves it. And the reason I have you here today is in honor of John Prine. I was talking to you recently, and you talked about doing his songs and your connection with him. And I think you'd like to share something today. What would that be? Well, how about "Hello in There," which is. A little bit of a sad song, but not not really sad. I mean, it's only kind of sad if you take it that way. He must have been really pretty young when he wrote it. But he's probably talking about people our age or maybe a few years older. You know, the lonely ancient people who are at home cut off from people. Of course, now we're all cut off because of the coronavirus. But what kind of inspiration must you have to be able to write this? You know, Angel from Montgomery, I am an old woman. He's writing in someone else's shoes. He must have incredible empathy or connection or understanding. Total amazing. As far as I know, I'm not sure if this is true. I'm sure someone will correct me now that I'll say it. But as far as I know, that's the first song that was ever written by a man from the point of view of a woman, being a woman, from the first person of the opposite gender. I don't know of any other song that I can think of anyways 
that where that's the reality of it. And he did it. He nailed it. He sure did. It's incredible. So you're going to share hello in there. Why this particular song? What about this one is particularly powerful for you? Boy, it's just the music in it is it moves in a very subtle and beautiful way. And the lyrics, just the whole feel of the song, it just carries an image of this reality. And I think probably many people who are listening would not realize that back when this song came out in 1970, I guess it was, the life expectancy for American males at that point was probably about 68 years old. And American women was probably maybe 70, 71 years old. You know, most people's grandparents and a lot of their parents, you know, they didn't live beyond their mid-60s. And people, they seemed old to us then. And now that you get, when you start getting into your 60s or early 70s or whatever, anyone is who might be listening to this, you realize that we have been very, very lucky in the health that we've enjoyed in our life. We have a very fortunate life. Well, let's send some love out in musical form via John Prine's song, Hello in There, done here by Tom Pirazzoli. I just have to say, Tom, I love your singing. This is a tough one to take on, and you do it beautifully. You've got those deep register notes that make it all so perfect. So thank you for carrying on John Prine's legacy and sharing your own. Thank you very much, Mark. It's great being here with you. Oh, here's Tom Pirazzoli, Hello in There by John Prime. We had an apartment in the city. Me and Loretta like living there. been years since the kids have grown A light of their own Left us alone John and Linda Live in Omaha Joey is someplace out on the road We lost Davy Korean War I still don't know what for Don't matter anymore They say old trees grow stronger Old rivers flow out every day Old people grow lonesome Waiting for someone to say, say hello in there, hello. Me and Loretta. We don't talk much more She sits and stares Out the back door screen And all the news Just repeats itself Like some forgotten dream That we both see 
Yeah, but one of these days I'll, I'll call up Rudy. We worked together down the factory. So what do I say when he says what's new? Nothing. What's with you? Got nothing much to do. They say old trees grow stronger. Old rivers flow out every day. Old people Waiting for someone to say Say hello in there Hello Now if you're walking down the street sometime And you spot some hollow ancient eye Please don't pass them by and stare As if you didn't care Say hello in there You likely knew that song, Hello in There, written by John Prine and performed today by Tom Pirazzoli for our tribute to John Prine on today's Song of the Soul. That was number two in a list of six guests we'll be having today singing some of John Prine's song, but also some of them are singing recently written songs inspired by John, like our next guest, John Smith from Trempeleau, Wisconsin, and his song, Hunkered Love. John, I'm so very grateful that you joined me here today for Song of the Soul. You sent me your song, Hunkered Love, shortly after you wrote it, and particularly because it mentions John Prine, who we're talking about today. Why, in the time of Hunkered Love, did you immediately go to singing John Prine songs? I remember about the same time I wrote it, and John Prine passed there, I also posted one of John Prine's songs, you know, just did a video here in my kitchen. Because for me, John Prine... Well, first of all, losing John Prine to the virus just made it so much more real. That Here's such a songwriting hero. And I think, you know, one of the most memorable songwriters in the singer-songwriter folky Americana world that we've ever had. And so just the loss of that felt extra, extra heavy. And just the grieving of it is strange to do when, when we could, couldn't be in community. Where normally when something like that happened, you know, like in Trempolo here, There'd probably be 30 or 40 of us meet down at the Tremble Hotel and, you know, have a big sing-song, you know, just singing John Prine songs all night or all weekend or something like that. And so we weren't able to do that. So, yeah, that time was tough. And like I say in the Hunkered Love song, I think all of us just all of a sudden listened to more John Prine songs probably than we had in the last couple of years so when did you do your early connecting with John Prine's music? Because he wasn't on the airwaves all the time, it had to filter through to us in other ways. Or maybe you did hear Illegal Smile or something early on. I don't know. When did you connect with his stuff? 
early in the 70s, pretty much early on, as soon as he got started. But it's a really good question when you think about it, because in the 70s, you know, there was some pretty good FM stations that played anything and everything they wanted. And so the kind of stuff that I would have been listening to, John Prine would have been a pretty continuous person that they were playing and stuff. I do remember, when was the first Earth Day? Was that like... April of 1970 was the first one. One of those first Earth things, I was asked to come back to my high school where I grew up, and I remember singing Paradise as one of the songs. Of course, that song, Paradise, also got a lot of airplay with John Denver, and it probably reached a lot of people that way. So John Prine was fortunate that way that pretty early on in his career, I mean, he didn't have that many songs yet, but you know, with the help of Chris Christopherson and a few other people, his music just got out there in a quicker fashion than it, than it took most people. Well, we're going to listen to your song, Hunkered Love, that you wrote just right after he died, as you mentioned. And that is almost a phrase that I think that John Prine would use. And like I said, even though you only mention John Prine just once in the song, in some ways, I feel like the song kind of channels his energy. I think he could have written those lyrics. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, most of his songs are very simple and very accessible. And the circles that I go to in the festivals and the campfires that I have sat around from coast to coast, oh my God, it's just amazing how many people know a lot of John Prine's songs. Let's listen to Hunkered Love by John Smith. We are going to have you back, John, very shortly for our full-length Song of the Soul. In the meantime, we're going to listen to John Smith's, his website, johnsmithmusic.com. We're going to listen to his song, Hunkered Love. I understand this coming week, you're going to be having some travel time with your Hunkered Love. Thank you again, John, so much for joining us. Yeah, you bet, Mark. Thank you. Here goes Hunkered Love by John Smith for Song of the Soul, remembering John Prime. When an act of God knocks upon your door When it's not safe to walk downtown To your local grocery store When you're stuck around the clock With your sweetheart, I pray you God kind of stuff forever is made of I pray you have good hunkered love hunkered love hunkered love is the kind you want when you're cooped up when the weeds turn into mud if they close There is only one I thank God I found you My true Hunkered love When all this Stay at home stuff's Gone on for far too long When your dog And you have sung along To all of John Prine songs That's when you know you chose right and the one there by your side she's not reaching for her gun that's because you've got good hunkered love when you find that you can't hide anywhere in your double wide and you 
only place that you can turn is to the hunger love that you have earned. So when your list of things to do have all been done, start in a garden, clean the gutters, grow a beard and shave it off. Sing karaoke with all your buds. It's time to close the curtains and snuggle up with your one, your true and only hunker love. It's time to hunker down with your only hunker John Smith did a quick video recording of his John Prine-inspired song, Hunkered Love, and that video link and links to all six of today's guests and to all 15 years of Song of the Soul guests are on our website, northernspiritradio.org. Go there and rate and post a comment on this program. Consider clicking on the donate button to support us, but certainly support your invaluable, wonderful, creative local community radio station. But I'll stop my blather and get on to the three remaining guests and songs in tribute to John Prine. Next up is a 25-year-old John Prine fan, member of the group Foxes and Fossils, performing one of John's songs. Sammy Purcell joins us today via Zoom. Sammy, I'm sure you can't believe how happy I am to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, because of the foxes and fossils videos, I've seen your face since you were 15 and on, and it makes me happy every time I see it. I know that you're doing a master's in journalism now up in Boston at the university there. But had you ever considered just trying to get some kind of degree so you were actually a performing musician? Not really, funnily enough. I love to sing. The idea of fame is a little off-putting to me and kind of the idea of being a celebrity. I think it's, while the reward is great, it's also pretty tough, especially nowadays, just being in the spotlight like that. So this is a nice kind of blend, I guess. I still get to sing and perform, but I don't have to deal too much with the celebrity side of things. I have you here today because of John Prine's recent passing and because you do such an amazing job on Angel from Montgomery. What was your connection to John Prine's music? So funnily enough, I don't remember at least listening to a lot of him when I was really young. I think it probably started in late high school, early college, and it was mostly because of other artists that I listened to who would cite him as kind of an inspiration for them. I mean, I love like Casey Musgraves and Jason Isbell and those kinds of artists, and Brandy Carlisle, and they all cite John Prine as a big influence on them. So I, I would hear that and kind of be like, who's this guy? And went and listened to his stuff and was really blown away just by his ability to kind of capture the human spirit in a really simple but meaningful way. Are there other songs besides Angel from Montgomery that particularly appeal to you? Yeah, I, um, I was trying to think of kind of my favorites. I really like Souvenirs. There's a really nice little duet he does with Iris Dement. It's called Inspire <laughs> Ourselves. I, I think that one's really nice. It's really funny. Right around the time he passed, I listened to When I Get to Heaven a lot. It's so funny and so sweet and bittersweet now that he's gone. And I really hope he's got that cigarette and cocktail up in heaven, just enjoying his time. 
humor is not everyone's gift or not everyone's blessing. That is to say, there are a lot of people who humor can go right over their head. Is your household a humorous household? Is Tim, your father, the kind of, I think, force behind foxes and fossils? Is humor a big thing there? He would like to think so, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. Yeah, we, we definitely joke around a lot. And we've spent so much time together over the past few months, um, just with the pandemic and everything and everyone being stuck inside, that I think we've we've had to try to find new ways to be humorous towards one another so we don't just like get sick of each other every day. But it's been good. He's a funny guy. He's got some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you just a few more words about Angel from Montgomery, and then we're going to play it. Tell me about the other people who are part of this. Your dad's in there. So there's Tim Purcell. And? So there are a couple guys from my dad's band, the Mustangs, which he's had since I think before I was born at this point. So there's Scott and Toby, his lead guitar, and also Darwin, who is my dad's good childhood friend who plays with us as well. Johnny Pike on drums. And then we've also got Maggie Adams, who we grew up together and went to the same schools and sang together in church, choir and stuff like that. So she's been doing it since the beginning. And when she went to college, she's a year older than me. So when she went to college, we added a new member of the band, Chase, to come sing with us. And she's a bit younger than the rest of us. But if you heard her sing, you wouldn't be able to tell. It's insane. (laughs) Those are all of us. And it's been a wild 10 years, just kind of with everyone going in and out and getting to know everyone better. I love the song, Angel from Montgomery, but I'm still trying to figure out why. Because when I listen to the lyrics, I think I know what an angel from Montgomery is. I think that's a pardon coming from the governor when a stay of execution is sent to someone on death row. So what does this song mean to you? You do it with such heart and beauty. And yet, I think all of us have our doubts about what it means. I think so, too. I, you know, listening to Bonnie Raitt sing it and listening to John Prine sing it are two different kind of animals because... When he's singing it and the first thing you hear is, I am an old woman, you're kind of like, what? No, you're not. (laughs) But I think that's kind of one of his gifts, right? Is he is able to channel emotion past his own identity, which I think is a really tricky thing to do and can go really wrong. But he is somehow able to do it. So I guess when I was singing it, I, I was just trying to think of the old woman side of it and try to channel that as much as I could, because that's not who I am either at this point, at least not yet. <laughs> at 25, we kind of hope you're not an old woman yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I took it when I was singing it a little more literally and tried to really listen to what this old woman was feeling about her relationships and about her life. And I think that a good word to use is weary. So I tried to sound as tired and weary and worn out as possible. That must be hard for a vivacious person like you. The smile and thumbs up you give at the end of the video is just like, (laughs) oh, don't we all love and just this woman is just apple pie and better. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we're going to go right into it here today for Song of the Soul. Again, we've been speaking with Sammy Purcell. She's part of a group that performs mostly covers in the area of Atlanta, Georgia. The group is called Foxes and Fossils. She's one of the foxes from the young end of the group, and her dad, Tim Purcell, is one of those fossils that is a wonderful performer as well. Here is Sammy Purcell doing Angel from Montgomery. Again, thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
hear him buzzing. And I ain't done nothing since I woke up today. How the hell can a person go to work in the morning? Come home in the evening with nothing to say. Make me an angel that flies from a Sammy Purcell sings with the group Foxes and Fossils, and you'll find a link to a video of the group recording Angel from Montgomery and lots of other goodies on northernspiritradio.org. But right now, we'll dash right on to our next guest, Laura Farley of High and Rising, with a song she wrote to remember John Prine. I'll let Laura introduce the song as she joins us via Zoom from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Laura, welcome back to Song of the Soul. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What's that cap I see you have on there? What's it, where's that from? This is an Eisenruh trucker hat. It's a really fun music festival in central Wisconsin, a little north of Madison, actually, that we've had the pleasure of playing at a couple of times. <laughs> and which we is that? Is that you and Jim or is that the full band? Actually, it's Mary Weathers I played with there. The Merry Weathers. For folks who haven't tuned in and listened to my interview with Laura Farley very recently, one of the songs that she shared as part of her Song of the Soul was called John's Song. And I didn't even know it was about John Prine until during the interview you mentioned that. Tell me again about your connection with John Prine and his music. It goes way back. I actually didn't grow up listening to John Prine. I discovered him, I don't know, over a decade ago, though, and (laughs) definitely related deeply with him and his music and his style of music in particular. Jim and I, at the beginning of the pandemic, was actually pretty new to us back in March. I wrote the lyrics for a song that I was relating with at the time, and it's about not having control over every situation that comes into your life. But the one thing we can control is how we respond to those situations. And and that's what John's song is about. But when I wrote the lyrics in March, and Jim and I sat down and we were going to compose the music for what it was going to be, we had been listening to a lot of John Prine at the time. And we wanted to challenge ourselves to write a song that was in a gentle kind of a feeling, the way that John Prine seemed to write his music. What I really love and appreciate about his music is the way his ability to tell a story, do it with such a gentleness that, I don't know, it just really hit home with me. I wanted to write a song like that. The day that we finished the song, it was announced that John Prine was in a hospital fighting for his life with COVID-19. So given the fact that he was the inspiration of the song, even though his name is not mentioned in the song, as you said, he was definitely the inspiration behind it. And so we named it John's Song. Of course, we are very heartbroken 
that COVID won that battle with him, but he will live on in our hearts forever and in his music forever. Given that you're a generation, or at least maybe two generations actually younger than I am, which songs of his did you particularly connect with are the ones that you've performed as part of either Mary Weathers or with Pie and Rising? One song that really hit was with my good friend Andy Hughes. He's out of lacrosse area. He's in a couple bands, Andy Hughes and the Mighty Few, as well as Tug out of lacrosse. I'm sure you probably know of him. He does some pretty amazing jam crying covers, but he and I performed In Spite of Ourselves last fall at Leo and Leona's, and it was really a special moment, a special song, and that one really means a lot. And also his Lake Marie song... I really connect with. I grew up really close to Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, which he wrote that song about. And uh, when I was a teenager, I worked on Lake Elizabeth at a little ice cream parlor called the Straw Hat. (laughs) My boyfriend at the time, he lived right on Lake Marie. So we spent a lot of time out on that lake and it just brings back so many fun memories. And that's kind of a cool one too. (laughs) But there's so many Jam Bryan songs that are just really hit home. Well, they hit home for so many of us. And now people can add to their repertoire, the inspirational songs related to John Prine, this one written by Laura Farley. Well, right around the time when John Prine died or just before he died, it's called John's Song. Get into the loping rhythm as we listen to this song again by Laura and her husband, Jim, high and rising. And here is John's Song. Thanks for joining me again, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Swirl and I cut And I dreamed about the glory Cause I'm the author of this life And this never-ending story But it doesn't always seem We're in the land of the free And my never-ending story
Farley shared John's song, which he wrote for John Prine, and generously shared for today's Song of the Soul tribute to John, who died of COVID-related illness this past April. Laura makes music with a couple groups, but that one was with High and Rising. She was our fifth guest, and there's one more up, sharing one of John Prine's songs. Joe Jenks is an incredibly gifted folk musician, joining us on Zoom from Illinois for a final John Prine tribute song. Joe, how wonderful to have you back again for Song of the Soul. Absolutely my pleasure, Mark. Thanks for having me. When you were young, did you want to grow up to be John Prine? No, I don't think I wanted to grow up to be John Prine, but I certainly wanted to grow up to be a folk singer and a songwriter, and John Prine had a lot to do with that. I have been accused of being terminally earnest, and there was something in the whimsical nature of how John Prine rendered a song sometimes that always seemed elusive to me, but I also always loved it. There were ways that John related to a lyric, and sometimes it was almost as beat poetry. It's like the cadence of the language superseded its linear relevance in terms of logic. You know, come back to us, Barbara Lewis, Hare Krishna, Beauregard. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you swing that and you realize that it's about the cadence of the words more than the idea that this was ever actually somebody's name. There was somewhere in John Prine, the soul of a beat poet. And I think I always appreciated that even as a young person. And I think he had a view of the world that included, I mean, you know, while digesting Reader's Digest in the back of a dirty bookstore, right? Your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore. He's addressing a real important issue, you know, but he never came out as an over-earnest Joe Jenks, right? He always came out so whimsical in it because you put a flag on my wife's forehead. He does whimsy so well with his earnestness that I think he could be swallowed by many people who otherwise couldn't swallow the straight out. Oh, yeah. He was very accessible and, and while not claiming to be a particular radical, he made really substantive statements that got people thinking about environmental degradation. You look at Paradise and the story of uh, Mr. Peabody's Coltrane has hauled it away. You look at Old Glory. I used to sleep at the foot of Old Glory and awake by the dawn's early light, but much to my surprise when I opened my eyes, I was a victim of the Great Compromise. And in this allegorical song, he tells the story of the U.S. involvement in Vietnam and the extraordinary sense of betrayal that many people who had fancied themselves to be patriots felt. And I love the verse in that song where he says, now some people would call me a coward because I left her at the drive-in that night. But I'd rather have names thrown at me than fight for a thing that ain't right. Mm. I like the songwriting. I, I'm the youngest of seven children in my family of origin. All of my siblings are musical in one form or another. And in particular, I remember my brother John and my sister Julie and my sister Jen playing John Prine songs on their guitars and singing his songs. And so my first exposure to John Prine was secondary through my siblings. My brother John, I think, really did want to be John Prine. My brother recounted to me once a very devastating moment when John Prine, early in his career, was 
just simply not prepared for the level of success that he attained and the level of fame and the objectification of stardom. But he didn't know what to do with it. And so my brother had gathered the whole family around the only color television set in the family at my grandmother's house to see John Prine live at the Grand Old Opry. And John Prine was inebriated, I think, in an effort to anesthetize himself to the surreal nature of this sudden massive fame. And he fell off the stage. My brother was embarrassed and disheartened for a long time, you know, because he was so excited about John Prine and wanted to share him with the world. And I have no memory of this, but as somebody who's spent 22 years on the road and has spent, you know, at 48, I've spent 35 years of my life as a professional musician. When I heard that story, I did not relate to it with any sense of shame or judgment of John Prine, but only compassion. You know, John Prine was fundamentally an exceedingly humble man. He did not put on airs. He was accessible to people who approached him. I was privileged to shake his hand once and only once when I was a kid and saw he and Arlo Guthrie live at the Coronado Theater in Rockford, Illinois. But it felt like there was something that transpired in that handshake when he looked at me and knew that I had seen the concert and I thanked him and told him how much I loved the music. I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but we just we locked eyes and there was a moment. And that was my only personal interaction with John ever. But when I heard the story about him falling off the stage at the Grand Ole Opry, I just thought, you know, God, how many people judged him harshly for that? And how many of us who walked down the pathway of making music full time and spending our lives in a fishbowl in some way of public opinion? I can't for a minute fault John Prine for not knowing how to do that when it really was almost like overnight success for him. And he got his ducks in a row. I mean, you know, the measure of a person isn't whether or not they make mistakes or stumble. The measure is, do they get back up with any semblance of grace and dignity and purpose and keep going? And John Prine, for the rest of his life, made music with a certain kind of integrity and focus and purpose. And he was always incredibly inclusive. Well, I have you here, Joe Jenks, because you've done all kinds of great music in and of yourself. And folks, by the way, the website, Joe Jenks, is J-O-E-J-E-N-C-K-S, joejenks.com. Of course, the link's on nortonspiritradio.org. You've done some of John's songs as part of your performances. He's certainly been an influence for you. What do you care to share today for Song and Soul as we remember John Prine? The song I'm going to sing for you is called Spanish Pipe Dream. I realized that this one had a much deeper influence on my life than I realized. The chorus, blow up your TV, throw away your paper, move to the country, build you a home, plant a little garden, eat a lot of peaches, try and find Jesus on your own. I think there's a certain, you know, choosing not to buy into the hype of media sensationalism. And, you know, even if you never move to the country and build a house and do those overt things, one can, I think it was uh, Thomas Aquinas that spoke of living the ordinary life in an extraordinary way. Interestingly enough, I would say that this song, Spanish Pipe Dream, I think, is really about the same thing in John Prine's inimitable, funny, and quirky <laughs> way. That's really what he was saying, is that, you know, you don't have to play by other people's rules, and another person's definition of happiness doesn't have to be your definition. So anyways, I just, I love this song I always have. I think it's a, a bit of a mantra, and sometimes when I get too frustrated, I find myself driving or doing chores around the house and singing, blow up your TV, you know. <laughs> I just think, okay, that's that's really what I want to do right now. <laughs> Wisdom 
wisdom and theology for the ages. Blow up your TV. That's what a lot of people know the song as. Uh, Spanish Pipe Dream is the name of the song by John Prine. But fortunately, we've got Joe Jenks here today to share it in memory of John Prine. Again, Joe's website is joejenks.com. There's a C and a K towards the end of that Jenks. Check it out via NordenSpiritRadio.org if you have any question about it. Joe, I appreciate so deeply the thought that you put into the world, to your music, to how you're acting as a change agent for the world, and that you join me here for Song of the Soul. Absolutely. My pleasure, Mark. Always a delight to talk with you and to talk to your listeners on Northern Spirit Radio. Thanks for having me. And here it is, Spanish Pipe Dream, Blow Up Your TV, Remembering the Wonderful John Prime, provided by Joe Jenks. She was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol, and I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. She pressed her chest against me about the time the jukebox broke. She gave me a peck on the back of the neck. These are the words she spoke Blow up your TV Throw away your papers Move to the country Build you a home Plant a little garden Eat a lot of peaches Try to find Jesus On your own I sat there at the table And I acted real naive But I knew that topless lady Had something up her sleeve She danced around the barroom And she did the hoochie coo Singing her song all night long Telling me what to do Blow up your TV Throw away papers Move to the country Build you a home Plant a little garden Eat a lot of peaches Try to find Jesus On your own When I was young and hungry And about to leave that place Just as I was leaving She looked me in the face I said, you must know the answers She said, no, but I'll give it a try And to this very day we've been living our way Here is the reason why We blew up our TV Threw away our papers Moved to the country Built us a home We had a lot of children We fed them all on peaches They all found Jesus on their own We had a lot of children We fed them all on peaches They all found Jesus on their own
Joe Jenks shared John Prine's song, Spanish Pipe Dream, also known as Blow Up Your TV, to conclude our tribute to John Prine on northernspiritradio.org. You'll find video links with some of these songs and performances and links to all six of today's guests and lots more. I really hope that we've touched your heart and exercised your smile lines and tear ducts through these songs. More good stuff coming soon, so we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.